Hi, I'm Pastor Bob Yandy, and last week I had Joseph Z on the Minister's Club. I had him speak on the Office of the Prophet as well as what's going on in our country today, and he was wonderful. I was gonna show it just to the ministers, but I got so enthralled in the thing, I said, we've gotta show this to everyone. So we're gonna be airing it on Student of the Word, and I know you're gonna be blessed by it. Today we have so much going on, and we have so much weird prophecy, strange prophets out there, and to see a man walk in balance with the Word of God, to come with such a compassion for people, and also to get the truth of God's word across, I was excited. I know you're gonna be blessed, I was blessed, and so let's go and hear Joseph Z together. Today I have Joseph Z with me, and uh, Joseph is a prophet. And uh, for so long, I was searching for a good prophet. And for years, I had prophets that would come to the church and uh, that would come and minister to the people and just open hearts, great people. And they fit in so well. But I had a hard time after some of the last ones went on to be with the Lord of finding someone. So I just made my mind up. God's in heaven. The call is still there. And there's got to be some that will amazingly stick to the word of God, not get so far outside the word of God, because some prophecies you hear don't even line up with the word and contradict it. And that never is the case. The Holy Spirit and the Word always agree, always agree. And so I began to look, and uh, Daniel Amstis, I was talking to him one day, and he recommended Joseph Z. So the more I've got to know you, Joseph, the more I like you, and I'm glad you're here well, today. Thank you, sir. And you were born for such a time as this. Well, thank you, sir. You are the ones that people have been looking for for some time that understand prophecy, can lead us into it, and people can trust. Well, thank you. Because, you know you've led people into the things of God and it sticks with the word of God. It doesn't contradict it, so. Pastor Bob, I'm so grateful to be here on Minister's Club. Well, what you're you. doing is so profound. I'm honored to yeah. be a part of this. Well, thank you. I'm honored that you're honored. <laughs> honored that you're here. We're all honored. Yeah, give us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, I broadcast every single weekday morning. Mm -hmm. something God told me to do. What what stations are on, what networks well, are Well, I'm on? just on social media. We're okay. on about 20 platforms yeah. and uh, I just go live. Uh, the Lord spoke to me to do prophetic journalism. Mm -hmm. So we talk about news, we talk about things, but we land with hope, we land in the Word of God, and we get people born again as much as we can. Uh -huh. But that's one of the things we do. I've uh, worked in the church, the government, and the marketplace, and mm -hmm. I've just gone around the world preaching the gospel. Sometimes I see visions, have dreams, uh, have prophetic insight to things, but we do stick with the Word of God. Yeah. And I'm such a, um, I've been a student of your ministry because uh, the Word of God has really impacted things. And I think the Word of God that you've taught and the way you've taught it brings a right-sizing to mm -hmm. a lot of this prophetic narrative. And I think it's a missing element, and I'm so glad I get to be with you. Yeah. Well, you know, the Word of God says in the last days when He pours out His Spirit, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream That's dreams. Right. And it's all just in line with the Word of God. God is still a supernatural God. Yes. So some people just think they have to make it bigger than it is, more outlandish oh. than it is, just to see the truth of it's overwhelming. It's true. Yeah, I know. Just the reality of it's overwhelming. Uh -huh. And you know, so many, it's interesting because a lot of people, they come up with unique things when you talk about prophecy. I like it this way. And I don't mean this to be harsh or sarcastic. Oh, uh, yeah. But a little. <laughs> a little, a little. <laughs> but I, whenever you announce a prophecy conference, uh -huh. or say, we're going to have a prophecy conference. Many times I liken it this way. It's like a dog whistle goes off. And the only ones who can hear it 
are the insane. <laughs> and I don't truly believe that, but there is a lot uh -huh. of interesting people that are gravitate or orbit around the topic of prophecy. Uh -huh. And I think we just need to continue right-sizing it according to the scripture. Yeah. So we can have a good result. Yeah, I'm, I've experienced the same thing because if I get on a certain subject, there's people that that's all they think about. Oh. Some people get on this, well, God's called me to this one thing. No, he's called you to a lot of things. That's right. Some may stand above the others, but it still comes back to he's called us all to win souls. Come on. Make disciples of all nations. That's it. Live for Jesus. <laughs> live righteous. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> that's for every one of us. So again, glad to have you here today. Thank you. The Lord has had us on an assignment it, and it was in and um, the year 2019, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and I had, I didn't have like an angel appear to me or materialize in front uh -huh. of me, Pastor Bob, but I did have an encounter where there was a messenger that said, the Lord doesn't need you as much today, Joseph. Kind of an encouraging uh -huh. word, but he needs you more after the 2020 election to bring some order and right sizing to this space uh -huh. and to prepare. And so we did that and we've been broadcasting ever since. Yeah. See, the way that God speaks to you as a prophet is different than he speaks to other Christians as just a child of God. That's true. Because when you're talking about the Holy Spirit said to you, my wife and I have had distinct times when the Holy Spirit spoke to us, it was about us. Yes. Here's what I'm opening door for you to yeah. do. You're going to pastor, you're going to do this. I mean, you're going to teach at Rhema Bible Training Center. <laughs> Those types of things came to us. But as far as actually what's going on in the world, I heavily depended at that time when I worked for him was Kenneth Hagin. Oh, he man. would describe some things going on. Ooh. And it, uh, there's a meeting I go to in January, and uh, one of the speakers always has one of the words that he spoke and read it. And you're going, oh, my goodness, that's exactly what's yeah. going on today. Yeah. And when they named the year, I think, well, I was there at that year. Probably when he spoke this, I probably thought, nah, surely not. You wow. know, <laughs> I never thought the world would get this bad. Right. Except it's been in the word of God all this time that it, it would get this bad. There's nothing surprising. No. Yeah, we know. We read the Bible. We know we're not. We should be absolutely prepared for this time. I know. We know it's here. I know. Yeah. And we understand, too, as bad as it gets, God's always better. Come on. He's going to come out. Come on, Pastor Bob. Yeah. Man, some prophets. Be of good cheer. <laughs> That's right. I've overcome the world. That's right. Some prophets have the thousand yard stare and they do uh -huh. the, um, you know, it's not bad, it's worse anointing. And that's not right. <laughs> that's right. You got to give people hope. Yeah. Let's talk about the prophet's ministry. Sure. I know there was a prophet in the Old Testament, but they're not the same. Right. Uh, I read the scripture where Jesus said the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Yeah. And I always thought, what's that mean and everything until one day a minister explained it and he went way up and started way before. Mm -hmm. He said, the apostles are the writers of the New Testament. The prophets were the writers of the Old Testament. Powerful. And he said that Jesus has built the church and he's the cornerstone of these two you know, and they meet and being the cornerstone, he said, that does, that means it's not a flat wall. It has a corner to it. And the stone in the corner is Jesus. He wow. unites the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament was the words of the prophets. The New Testament is the word of the apostles. All the books of the New Testament were written by apostles. Powerful. The Old Testament was written by prophets. And he made a distinction there. He said, that's why in the Old Testament, since they were writers of the word of God, they could not make a mistake. Wow. Because it went into That's the right. eternal word of God, which is flawless. That's right. He said, but the New Testament is not the same way. It wasn't written by prophets. It was written by apostles. So the apostles, when they wrote the word of God, had that accuracy. And there's actually some flexibility. I never thought about this. He said, remember the time when Paul said, the Lord didn't say this. I'm saying this. And that's I, right. I thought, oh my God, I stand back. <laughs> I think I have the mind I of think the Lord. I have, and that's what yeah. he said. He says, but it's almost like the Lord has given me permission to write this. And I thought that was interesting. As long as it lines up, you got God's approval on it. That's said you do that. It yeah. goes in the same train of thought as Acts 15, where it uh -huh. says it seemed good to the Holy Spirit 
and, and to, to them. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's, yeah. Now, I know you're talking about the written word, but uh -huh. still, that's that's powerful. Pastor yeah. Bob, I've not heard it explained like you just said it. Uh -huh. That's strong. Uh -huh. Thank you for sharing that. Tell me about the office of the prophet for the New Testament. Absolutely. Well, just like you said, in the Old Testament, it was power steering. Yeah. It was they, they spoke a word and they were speaking directly from God. In the New Testament, it is a it is an interpretation. Mm -hmm. You're hearing God and you're relaying things. Even Agabus, he prophesied Paul would be bound by the Jews, mm -hmm. but he was bound by the Romans. That's right. Now, technically, you could argue is in that spectrum and in yeah. the scope, but he still had finite details that were not on point to the uh -huh. level in the Old Testament that yeah. they would have they would have stoned him. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is in the New Testament we all hear his voice. Mm -hmm. Prophets are different than the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy I personally believe any believer can develop in to a very high level. Yeah, all they prophesy. That, that's mm -hmm. right, First uh, Corinthians 14. Mm -hmm. But you also recognize that the office of the prophet is a responsibility. It's different than just prophecy. Although you have a very heightened sense of prophecy, mm -hmm. it's a responsibility to edify and equip the body, mm -hmm. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And we recognize that is the thing that God's really called us to do, not bring doom and gloom, not terrify people out of their wits. Yes, we can warn. Yes, we speak about things to come. Mm -hmm. Even Agabus prophesied a famine was coming in Acts chapter 11. Mm -hmm. And the people prepared for it. And if you yeah. notice in that same scripture, the office of the prophets in function, he brings a warning. There's going to be something difficult happening. But what they did is instead of being scared, they got prepared and they sent aid. They were ready for it. That's the real office of the prophet. Yeah. Not, oh no, hide, get your pitchforks and torches, hold off the enemy, dig a hole, get your, you know, pling uh -huh. pling and hold them off. That is not what we're supposed to do. This pitchfork is registered. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think of the Old Testament. You know, in the Old Testament, even a carnal prophet couldn't misprophesy. That's Balaam. right. When the Holy Spirit came on him, he mm. tried his best to curse Israel. Oh, he, he tried. couldn't get it to work. Three I cur bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting too is he actually went to three mountains. Yeah. And I think he was going from to a different mountain thinking maybe God won't know. He thinks I'm back on mountain number one. I'm over here. And he started opening his mouth and prophesying, and all that came out was blessing, blessing, blessing. And by the third mountain, he just gave up. Wow. He said, okay. And he just let it go. And he wow. prophesied all the way about the millennial reign of Jesus, the coming of the Lord. And this guy was carnal. <laughs> he <laughs> certainly know? was carnal. Yes, he just yeah. did it for money. Yeah, That's he all did. he was after. Yeah. So Mammon. Yeah. You, you gave me an interesting lesson on that too, because you you had actually said we were talking one time and you'd mentioned, and that, that goes in line when people get into this carnality. Uh, that's actually what made the devil fall was a love of money. Mm -hmm. I found that so fascinating. And when prophets or anybody begin to drift into that space of a love of money or mammon it'll pull them right into that space i thought yeah. that was an interesting parallel that's good yeah that's good yeah so in your own life how did how did you know and and what was the revelation that you'd be called to be a prophet well i heard god's voice audibly when i was nine i was in a field i heard god's voice call me i didn't know it was the voice of god i ran to the house on an atv actually mm -hmm. to talk to my father at the time and i said gee you know you called me what did you want and he said i did not call you get back to work you know and this like kept, Samuel, didn't it? It was a lot like Samuel. Mm -hmm. It really was. And and uh, I didn't know what was happening. Then I got born again. And I'd recognized that some so people... So this was when you were unsaved? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's great. It is interesting because yeah. I, I believe it's uh, Amos chapter uh, 7, I think, mm -hmm. where it talks about, he said, I was not the son of a prophet, nor was I a prophet, but then God called me. And the reason I bring that up is because there might be a precedence there mm -hmm. that it could be in DNA, that people sometimes are called in families. And that's part of what I think was happening in my life. Well, I believe it goes back further than just, I mean, it is DNA, 
But it also comes the fact that God knows who's called and who's not. Oh, that's strong. And the foreknowledge of God mm. comes in. And Paul said, I was called in my mother's womb. <laughs> and so. Ladies and know. gentlemen, I am with Balbiandi, just so you know. <laughs> no, just if he was in his mother's womb and he had a call there. I mean, this is before he even knew it, could even recognize yeah. it. But God knew there was going to come a day he'd be knocked down and would say yes. Wow. I always say this, you know, God didn't make him say yes. Be smart enough to know who's going to say yes. And oh, that's really no. good. Yeah. Man, that's good. That brings yeah. order to that. Yeah, that's really is. powerful. Yeah. Yeah, in my calling, in my experience, you know, Pastor Bob, in the beginning for me, um, I began to have wild encounters, unique things. I actually had, I actually had voices from the other side try to talk to me mm -hmm. when I was younger. But it was the Word of God that right-sized every bit of that and mm -hmm. brought order to it. And I actually believe there are people that get into a clairvoyant, uh, ungodly state because they have encounters when they're younger. The true call of God is on them and they get interrupted or angels of light try to get them into a space. And I'll tell you, the Word of God just brings order to all that and corrects any bit of it, any persuasion that people would allow a gifting to go towards. And of course, we got real and false in all sorts of areas. And we've yeah. got to stick with the Word of God. Jesus is Lord. And you surrender to that. And I'll tell you, you won't be led astray. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. A prophet's job is to stay sweet and kind and keep breathing life, even under persecution, because then you're going to get a new word of the Lord straight from the word of God for this generation, something we all know, that will bring people hope and victory in a new generation. Mm -hmm. And prophets have to stand up under that. They're reformers. You know, Pastor Bob, you're a reformer. You absolutely are. You brought a word of God with a fresh wind on it in your generation and are still doing it in this generation in a way that I believe people are gonna to begin to rediscover and dig this well again. Mm -hmm. I believe actually your ministry right now is on another round of victory that's gonna bring people into a new and living way they've never seen before. Mm -hmm. I believe the ministers that are connected to you are gonna to go to another level of their calling and amplification. I believe you are a anointed light and darkness that's going to help ministers that are even watching us right now mm -hmm. begin to find an increase in their calling, an increase in their prosperity, an increase in the victory that God's given them to break out of containment because the days we're coming into are getting more and more severe in some ways, but the light that God's bringing will break us out of that containment. And I believe you're a beacon of that. Thank you. I believe God's called you in that way just as you were before. I believe, again, there's another resurgence of what God's called you to. You were born for this time, mm -hmm. sir. And I'm so glad to be aligned with you. Thank you. Man. Oh, me too. I'm glad to be aligned Oh, with man, you. it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're talking about, um, you know, people getting upset or coming against prophets. They do that against, really, they come against that they don't understand. That's good. And if, if they understand it, then that's why we're I'm having you here. Help yes, us sir. to understand it. Because we didn't call you in here, you know, because it's woo, 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 or, you know, oh, or, no, you know, sir. No, it's, you came in and you're bringing it right down to earth as it should be. Yes. And if prophets were in the church and were even helped to call order to a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, keep it to, th you know, two at the most three. Come on. Then, then, then there's, there's a common element there. Yes. And it's getting rid of the unknown 
It yes, makes sir. you go, okay, I understand now. And we yes. accept each other. So again, that's why. You know, I, there's a saying that goes like this. Those who dance are thought mad by those that cannot hear the music. <laughs> and, and I think there's something with that. And mm -hmm. there's a revelation. You know, when God called me, and he called many people like me. I believe there are four witnesses in scripture that the same thing happened to Jesus. Okay. In John chapter five, you just see it. Uh, you see in John chapter five, verse 33, John was sent to identify Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I believe that means that any prophetic voice or anybody called, if we look at the life of Jesus, we should have a peer, we should have somebody that is a contemporary or fivefold minister saying, yes, I agree with this calling. It can't just be self-proclaimed people standing up and saying, I get my prophet badge. See, mm -hmm. you can call me prophet. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't get the badge, you get identified by other fivefold ministries that recognize what God has already called. But without that recognition, you gotta be careful. And it, you recognize Jesus was recognized by John, a contemporary, somebody in his life that said, I recognize the spirit of God in you. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin yeah, of the world. Yeah. Then also number two, the works that he did, the works. Jesus said it was John, then it was the works he did in verse uh, 36 of uh, John chapter five. Then three, the Father himself recognized Jesus, of mm -hmm. course, and we should have the same recognition from God. And then of course, number four, the word of God. So you got uh, a contemporary, the works he did, God and the word. A lot of people that are in the prophetic are having out of Bible experiences. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> we need to stay in the word of God. That's right. And I found for myself, because I can have sensational things, I can have encounters, I have unique things. I so crave the word of God. And I honestly am so thankful to you because even in my younger years, I would listen to you over mm -hmm. and over again on an iPod. Yeah. And I would listen to your teaching with Grace Church and I would listen to you, Pastor Bob, because I knew one thing, I knew encounters can deceive you, even if you're a prophet, whatever, but if you stay in the word of God, it'll keep you right-sized, it'll mm -hmm. keep you in order. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse six, which says, learn from us to not go beyond what is written. Mm -hmm. And when we have that understanding, any encounter you have or wild experience, if you keep it in the confines of scripture, you're not gonna get hurt, you're not gonna hurt other people, and people can really live with the life-giving word you do give them. Yeah, as we're sitting here together, you're yes, a prophet, sir. I'm a teacher, pastor, uh, yeah. but we can work together. Yes. And if it's the pulling apart from others that make you you know, get the wrong head. That's right. And in the New Testament, you know, it says when Paul and Barnabas were called to the ministry, he said there were certain apostles and prophets in Antioch. Acts 13. And, yeah. yeah, Acts 13. And when they spoke to Paul and Barnabas, they said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the one to have called them. Their calling came by both those who understood the word and those who operated in the Holy Spirit. Wow. And you put those two together and that's what you get. And then it, the, I just quoted 1 Corinthians 14, how that the prophets are there to help keep order in the church. You know what that means? The prophets went to church. Yeah, so they many, did. So many get ahead, big oh, head, they don't want to go to church you anymore. You have to go to church. I've talked to musicians before, and a lot of them don't go to church. And I said, why? They said, well, our concerts are church. I said, no, it's not. No, they're not. Concerts <laughs> are not church. No, Your meetings are not church. Like, you understand that? <laughs> oh, well, Pastor Bob, first of all, I personally, I'm submitted to a pastor. Mm -hmm. You have to be. You have to be. And then, and then secondly, I stay in close communion, and this is a word for prophets. Yeah. We have to stay in close communion with leaders like yourself. One mm -hmm. of the guys I talk to nearly every day is Rick Renner. Yeah, I, I, I have, and Rick's just like, Joseph, how are you today? He I'm told like, me that, yeah, <laughs> you guys talk every couple of days, yeah. He does, he asked me, he's like, did you read your Bible today? I'm like, yes, sir, you know? And Pastor Bob, I look at you that way, I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. More prophets need your voice because you bring such a, a clarity of the word of God. And when Pastor Bob, when you teach, it's not just information, 
it is a spirit of revelation. That's true. And it helps prophets right-size their Well, Brother Hagen talked about it even there. He said, those of you who call the passion, there's going to be times you've been preaching and something will come to you from left field. He said, like, where'd that come from? He says, you preach it, it fits right in, it's anointed. He said, in that case, you're prophesying. Wow. You're not just preaching, you're prophesying, and the two can work together. Wow. Anyway, so hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I think what's going on today in the prophetic, for example, so I had a lot of wild experiences that I started to venture into here at the beginning of this program. I had wild experiences, but I found experiences can mislead you. Mm -hmm. They can take you down the wrong path, but it was the word of God that right-sized all my encounters because I had some wild stuff and I could talk about fantastic wild mm -hmm. things. I actually found that that doesn't help people. It actually makes them go down an avenue that they begin to seek that rather than seek the Lord through his word. I think if, it, if an encounter or an experience happens and it supplements the word, great. Yeah. But it must be still in the confines of the word. There's some things I don't talk about when I encounter it because it's not, um, I can't I can't place it in the word. So you know what I do? I dismiss it. Mm -hmm. And I get to work on the word because only the word will give lasting change to mm -hmm. people. Only the word is going to build their foundation and build their life. And prophets need to be teachers of the Bible. They need to, yes, prophesy and word of knowledge clarity, mm -hmm. but they really need to build people up and bring them back. And that's the job of the prophetic yeah. is the testimony of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. It has yeah. the supernatural touch to it because I can preach the word as it comes through study, Greek, Hebrew, whatever, you know, and I present it. And yes, it's anointed because yeah. I'm depending on the Holy Spirit, but there's special anointing that goes on top of that that really causes it to, you know, be clarified in people's lives. Powerful. That's the Every interesting day. thing about prophecy, Pastor Bob, is you, you're so well, you're saying it so well, is that many people, when they see things, they think it's right now. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the Spirit is that there's a depth perception. Mm -hmm. And when people prophesy, they often, this is why so many prophets miss dates, they mess stuff up, because they say, this is happening, thus saith the Lord. Well, in the Spirit, they might see an event. Mm -hmm. But I think we got to be very careful when we start saying dates, times, seasons even. you got to be very cautious because you can actually hurt people. Yeah. And like you said, it's outside of time. There's a yeah. depth perception issue. Well, I remember when Dick came to our church, he would always approach me before every meeting. And I got so tired, I said, okay, I understand. <laughs> he says, no, no, I want you to understand. I'm human. Wow. I can miss it. What a man of God. And he said, and if I say anything wrong, stop me. Come on. And I said, you're kidding. I said, no. If I'm saying something wrong about this person, he said, it's possible for me to get outside. And he came to our church for years, and I never saw him miss it at all. Oh, that and blesses so, but, me. Yeah, I know. But just to be that open, I yeah. thought was great. Boy, oh, so it sounds like he really had uh, a good use of the H word. Humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. It's it's almost like why why is that such a it's it's almost a taboo word in the prophetic. Mm -hmm. No, the Lord has said, no, you need to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord mm -hmm. and he'll lift you up and that's right. That's powerful, yeah. Pastor Bob. That's good. Tell me in the past few years how you got to where you are today. Well, as I was saying, without trying, God did it. But oh, God did it. it. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't have picked me and I'm highly unimpressed with me. But I'll tell you, I had a moment. Um, where an encounter came to me. The Lord actually sat me down for about two and a half years. My wife had been through a double kidney failure. Mm -hmm. It was hereditary. We, uh, she went through several years of dialysis. We went through a very difficult season. And the Lord just sat me down. He said, you know, if you'll sit down for a season, I'm going to take care of your kids and your family. Mm -hmm. And I heard him. And I know this, Pastor Bob, if I do the difficult, he's about to do the impossible. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down for two and a half years, just kind of in the mountains out in Buena Vista, Colorado. It was awesome. And I just began to pray and it was really difficult for me just to sit for a moment, but I needed, I needed to get my life kind of in order because I'd been running for about 20 years, no vacations, just preaching, preaching, preaching. And in that time, 
Heather, my kids, I began to take them to school. It was awesome. We kind of built a solid family unit. Mm -hmm. At the end of that, the Spirit of the Lord visited me. I'll never forget it. I was in my pickup truck. He fills up my pickup truck. I was listening to Jesse Duplantis. Somebody sent me one of Jesse's messages. And at the end, Jesse starts prophesying to people. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But the Spirit of God flooded my vehicle. And he said these words to me, you know what I've called you to do. And I said, oh God, now? Now you're going to call me into this? After all these years I prophesied, I figured I was just kind of going to be in the back 40 as an intercessor. And he said, I've called you. And I'll tell you, I had emotion and power. I couldn't even look in the passenger seat because I thought God was appearing to me. And the Spirit of God overwhelmed me and said, now I want you to go and begin to prophesy. And he called me into the office. He told me. And other people confirmed it. Mm -hmm. And then one of the signs he said is, I want you to start broadcasting every single weekday morning. And that's what we did. And it just was very small and began to grow. Yeah. You've got a new book. Yes, sir. What's your book? This book here, Servants of Fire. Uh, I have an endorsement by a wonderful minister named Bob Yandy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, He's okay. He's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a, a last day's prayer manual. It's about uh, servants of fire. It's about angels. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there's so much talk about angels and people going to heaven all the time. Mm -hmm. And some of that I like, and some of it I think is sensational Mm -hmm. that I wanted to write about angels because when we pray the word of God, angels don't listen to us. They listen to the word of God. And so I wrote this book about it. I deal with the book of Enoch and where its place really is. It's Uh not a Bible. And we go down a lot of avenues that'll help you on this book. We see change happening in our own nation, but I also see change happening in the church. And it's not a good change. Over the past numbers of years, it's God drifted away from the word of God. That's right. It's drifted away from the supernatural. Come on. And everything comes down to, you know, we imitate each other. And the point of it is, is God made you unique. You got to find your uniqueness. Your gift is unique. Your place in the body of Christ is unique. The gifts you operate in are unique. Yes, sir. And, you know, there's only one person in the entire world that's ever been that had this fingerprint me. People may look like me. Powerful. But they're not. And what's what's God did even make it more, you know more incredible. He gave me ten that have never been here before, do not <laughs> exist today, and never will exist. That's awesome. Okay. And you know when your when your fingerprints were made in your mother's womb, when your toe prints were made. Did you know you had toe prints? Nobody wow. cares. Nobody cares. But and they're all just as individual so as your twenty. Finger, there's twenty of them <laughs> that have never existed before. And that's how unique you are just in the natural. Think about when it comes to your office, the body of Christ. Wow. The gifts he takes and how he mingles together with your office and your personality and the place you're called to makes you stand before God. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 that when we stand before the Lord in that eternal place, no two will shine the same. Wow. Some like the sun, some like the moon, and everyone else different in brilliance and magnitude like all the stars. If we would ever catch a vision of that, then why would you want to imitate another star? Yeah. Why would you want to imitate another planet? Yeah. Be who you are and let God take you and learn from other people. Yeah. Thank God for the wisdom of people around us, but I don't want to be him. Amen. I don't want to be her. I want to be me. <laughs> and the day I realized that that's how unique I am, then that's when it happens. What do you see as unique about the time we're in right now? I believe what's unique is people are going to begin to become so not the word desperate, but so hungry for God through his word that we will realize if things are too small, men fight. But if things are big enough, and I believe we have a big thing coming with this world right now, mm-hmm. men will unite. If it's too small, they fight. If it's big enough, we unite. And I believe when I saw that, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to start to see the merging of platforms. I see an anointing to unite so we can stop some of this wicked onslaught mm-hmm. that's coming across the land. Yeah, great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm excited for this day. I mean, with all the things going on, it's easy to get discouraged. Oh, but that's is. if you listen to the news every day. That's if you listen to the news. <laughs> that's right. But go to the Word of God and find out, you know, what His plans are for the ultimate end times. We're moving in that direction. Oh, Pastor Bob, and I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when you teach on the millennium, uh -huh. I get so excited. Yeah. So I'm thinking about we're all going to be like superheroes. I just love your teaching on the millennial reign. Yeah. I mean, you walk in a different authority. That's why I like about the prophet. And uh, yet you're still human, yet you oh, still yeah. know that God's called you. you. You know your inadequacies. That's right. But you still carry that authority with you. And, and I think that ought to be true with any calling you've got. Come on. If you're called to music, walk in music with your authority. That's awesome. Still being humble and, and get along with others, but know what God's called you to and be proud of it. Yes, sir. And realize this is my uniqueness. Amen. Yes. Part Thanks for being here today. Thank you, sir. It's great to see you. It's great to so see you. So is it all right if I call you every other day and make sure you're walking oh, with Jesus? I expect it. Okay. <laughs> get your word, do you? <laughs> well, I'll call Rick and find out he does it, <laughs> and I'll try to figure out something else. Thank so, you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Good to have thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Uh -huh. Pleasure. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.